Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We're back to cap off our Christopher Nolan trilogy of films that he's made that we're talking about. Not all of his films, we've missed some. People are like, what about Memento? What about it? It's more more than three. That's more than three movies. That's right. But this isn't about that. This is about, this is three movies which he calls the Nolan Palooza. <laughs> and what's momentous about this one as well, I think, it's the, the centre point of both the Nolan Palooza and the renaissance of great roles played by Matthew McConaughey, or as people in the know call, the Matthew Palooza. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Interstellar. The movie Interstellar. See, what this is, it's an epic journey across time and space starring Matthew McConaughey as a woman searches for her father long lost. 1997's Contact is what I'm talking about, Mason. Oh, I've done that joke you've done again. It again. I meant to do it last week with Shutter Island. Oh, okay, right. But I forgot. There's still time to edit it in. It's too late, Mason. Nah, that's a shame. Yeah. Anyway, leave a like if you could. Uh, leave a like if, like James, you believe that all of Christopher Nolan's work is highly derivative of another work. I do not believe that, actually. I think he's mm. highly inventive and unique in his outlook and interpretation of things that have come in the past, this is kind of a... What, it's, it's one of those movies that's like, it's a 2001-esque kind of Very much homage. so, yeah. You know, like your Solaris's, mm. movies of that uh, of that elk. You're trying very hard not to mention the Danny Boyle movie Sunshine, which is your favourite movie, <laughs> which you mention at every opportunity. That's true. Well, yeah, yeah. No, this is, this is more... Uh, that's probably more action-focused than this yeah, is. Yeah, this one is oh, very... Uh, yeah. Look, you know, apart from the... the Fifth dimensional wormhole. This is mm. quite. This this feels very grounded. Yes. There's no. They're not like. Well, we're out to save the world. We're just a bunch of cowboys, and we're we're going to strap on the hyperdrives and get out into space. Pew, pew. It's it's very much a case of re, you know relativity rules and aging decades. Uh, so you can't see your family anymore. Drools. You know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I feel like the only reason he got to make this movie is because he capped off the Dark Knight trilogy, and then Warner Brothers just went. Just do literally whatever. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Because this Spielberg was going to do this for years. The only person who was still on board was Kip Thorne, the physicist, who worked right. a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff to make sure the science fit makes sense. Oh, I thought this was an original Nolan... Uh... A lot of it is. Like, he yeah. changed so much Because he is a writer it. on this, yeah. Yes. So much of it is has been changed to, to what, what it's become. There's more only, sad farming. More sad farming. There's only elements of it that kind of carry over but with this movie because this just shows the peak at where he's at he earned 20 million dollars and 20 percent of the gross of this movie so that's just i mean that that's that's director staying power mason you don't that's get right. that anymore absolutely not you don't see 
I'm trying to think of a director. That's the thing. You can't anymore. <laughs> How many are left? Look, as we've mentioned, like, who, who, who is a known director that gets to make whatever they want? It's just Nolan and Michael Bay at this point yeah. and Spielberg. Yeah, well, that's right. But the rest of it's just like, we'll bring you in for one movie. You've got some different ideas. You're out. We're replacing you. <laughs> that's it, yeah. I'm talking about Disney. That's who I'm talking nobody about. Nobody notices. Yeah. Nobody notices. You're not a fan of this one, though, are you? Look, here's the thing. I, I guess I've spent a long time. I saw it at cinemas. Yep. And I guess I spent a lot of time thinking to myself, I hate this movie for a lot of reasons. I don't understand it, first yep, of all. Sure. But you know what it is? This, for me, falls into the basket of very well-made movies mm. that I never want to watch again. Ah, so how was it watching it again? I didn't... Well, it, it seemed very well-made. It's very well put together. Again, we're in the, we're in the Matthew Palooza. You sure? Uh, and, you know, he's, he's great in this, but it's so grim. This yeah. movie's grim. There's no, there's no avenue you can explore in this movie that I don't think, oh, well, this is... This makes me sad. Okay, so so whatever way you look at it, what about yeah. the big blocky robot? Okay, they're fun. The, yeah, okay. the big blo- the big AI fridge robots, the internet fridges are fun. Yeah. The, the, in, we've got these sort of former Marine Corps AI mm. robots, which I guess were designed for for deadly strike missions or something in the past. Well, the idea was because everything is very well thought out why it exists in this universe. I, I deep dived into the behind oh, the scenes stuff, as I do all the time, and I barely scratch <laughs> the surface on any of it. But this I know, because they wanted this world to already exist, there'd be no point in robots like this existing outside of, I don't know, the military used to use them. But, mm-hmm. you know, in this world of dying corn and sad farmers and baseball, you can't even get a hot dog. <laughs> um, by the way, I love the world building of this, like this dying planet. I think it's done really See, I well. don't love it, and that's where we're going with it. You know. no, I don't love I don't, it. I'm not no, like, you yeah, love, I love you, it. You love the idea that billions of people died prior to the events of this movie. No, you I, love that. I think it's well... You're as- like, oh, but <laughs> less of a line at the movies. Don't mind if I do. They're not making movies. You go in and they're, and they're just showing reruns of that Kevin Costner, my dad's a baseballer movie. What's it called? Field of Dreams. Oh, so this is a sad universe where they're just show, showing sad movies. That's right, exactly, right. yeah. But, uh... No, I thought I think the world is really well established. Mm. I mean, you believe it, right? I don't mean like, wow, what a what a dream planet to live on. No. I just mean it makes sense. Well, wait, well, it makes sense. So should we should we just briefly touch on the sure, plot? Go. So it's uh, several decades in the future, and it's like twenty seventy or something like that. It's something around there, yeah. and uh, it's twenty sixty seven. We'll get emails. Uh, <laughs> but then the time changes. Oh, then the time changes. More emails. Oh telling my us god! The time it's a variety of different times that are in the future of now. <laughs> Oh no! But what if this video still exists at the at that point? It won't be the future at all. We'll be dead. It's we'll fine. be dead. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Now we'll still they'll they'll put YouTube comments on our tombstones. They'll come up virtually. Anyway, it's the future, and uh, because of environmental degradation, mm-hmm. uh, all the crops are dying. There's only corn left. Yep. Uh, and uh, it looks like the environment's going to completely collapse, and humanity won't be able to survive anymore. But but it turns out there may be a chance for survival. Mm-hmm. Ghosts, because Matthew McConaughey is a sad farmer on a sad corn farm. That's right, and in his house, spooky, spooky happenings are happening. But is it spooky or is it more like <laughs> check out this fucking bookshelf? And I mean, watch. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's spooky science. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, but no any ever... sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from spooks. <laughs> is what they say. The television show Spooks. Yeah, with Matthew right. McFadden. Mm-hmm, that's the one. Okay, yeah. very good. David Oyelowo is in this movie. Oh my god, he's in he Spooks is too. Yeah, yeah, he is too. Oh, they stop back and you're ruining the podcast. 
Ollie, you're, you're ruining our great take, Ollie. We'll get her inside and then we'll continue the podcast. Yeah, nice. Right, she's in. But anyway, James, the spooks. Yeah. The spooks point him in the direction of a government facility. Yes. And that government facility is happy to see him because as a former NASA test pilot and engineer, mm. he can join their secret NASA squad, which is going to head to a wormhole, which is going to potentially lead them to new habitable planets that maybe humanity can go to. Or... Uh, all of humanity can die and they'll just repopulate those planets with some uh, embryos and stuff. Yeah, which is cool too. Just scatter them all about. Yeah, yeah just, it's like it's like fertilising a garden. You're yeah, just, just, just spray them out. Yeah, yeah. Just see what happens, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Just don't mix it with weed killer. They'll probably be <laughs> all right. But getting back to Tars the robot, Yes. so much of this, including him, is practical. There's minimal use of green screen. All the stuff in space is done with front projections so the actors can be like, we're really in space. I could do my actual acting oh, for once. Is that uh, a la The Mandalorian? No, it's a bit before that time. Those are big like LED screens. They're probably not oh, LED. See, right, just right. don't. Just don't. Just leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me alone. It's like what they used for um, Oblivion. The movie oh, yeah, Oblivion. Uh-huh, sure. I've got a video on it if people want to check out the kind of history of like front projection and reprojection and all those other things. But here's some other things that you might be like, what else is practical? Is it just the robots and the screens you're asking? I hear you asking. <sighs> James, is it just the robots and the screens? I'm really genuinely curious. You're an idiot, Mason. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was set up to fail there. First of all, uh, Tars is based off uh, Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, that's why he's got he's a, got jokes. He's got jokes. He's got a sarcasm uh, percentage. Yeah. Okay, so there's like a dude when they're walking who stands behind in like a green suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. And so that's how it works. Like a lot of the time when they're walking around, they're really there. They did build CGI models for a lot of mm-hmm. this stuff anyway. But all the unfolding, all of those things, often that's a real thing that's happening. Uh, the bookshelf Tesseract. That mm-hmm. they get lost in, or yes. Matthew McConaughey does. They built that for real. That's a real physical set. Oh, they built a real black hole. Yeah, they built a real black hole. Oh don't my don't God. get in it, though. <laughs> get away from it. <laughs> Only Matthew McConaughey would be so bold. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so a lot of that, I mean, there is digital enhancement in that set, but a lot uh-huh. of that is is real. Also, most of the spaceships are miniatures as well. Again, they doubled them with, with CGI also. For right, stuff right, but could have, could have fully CGI'd and chose not to. And exactly. I think that's... They, they look better as a result. I agree. And things like the water planet that they visit, that they're like, let's check out this horrible water planet. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's all real. That's a real kind of spaceship that they plonked there. They're so really they built in- a real spaceship on a real water planet. That's right, it really works. It really oh, works. Wow, they okay. went through the black hole. They came Incredible. out. They, that's where they did their filming. So, yeah, it's, it's real sets, real locations for the most part. Mm-hmm. But then there's things like they created a black hole, you know, using digital technologies. That explains it. That, that is not real. But <laughs> but they did learn a lot of things about black holes, apparently, in regards to, because you've got to put in all the physics and the data and the math and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, we learned some things about black holes. Don't ask me about specifics, but I know that they did. Because also when they finally got a picture of a black hole a few years ago, they're yes. not dissimilar. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Kip Thorne. I mentioned him. Yes. He was on this film beforehand. So early in pre-production, he laid down two guidelines that Christopher Nolan had to strictly follow. Okay. Nolan was at his whim, Mason. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And what are those two rules? Uh, Number one, no having sex with a black hole. <laughs> Immediately broke it. Number two, don't mention that to anyone. <laughs> so uh, nothing would violate the established physical laws. Okay. And all the wild speculation would have to spring from science and not from the creative mind of the screenwriter. So it had to be based see, right. in reality, essentially. So, so he just stood behind Christopher Nolan like, with like a ruler. And every time Nolan was like, okay, but what if aliens? He's clattering on his word <laughs> processor. What if aliens? And he just wrapped him on the knuckles. No, <laughs> Christopher Nolan. No. <laughs> so Nolan, though, would make him go away and be like, listen, I want to do this thing. Is this possible? Kip, 
Go away. <laughs> and Kip would be like, it's not possible. And he's like, well, why did you go away and think about it? And try- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'd make it possible. And often they'd find like a workaround to make the science make some kind of sense. But the only thing that he didn't budge on was you can't go faster than the speed of light. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that Christopher Nolan wanted to include in this movie that they, they didn't end up doing. Yeah. Interesting. So instead they did gravity bookshelf watches. Gravity bookshelf watches, perfect. Equals love. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> right. Of, no. you, know, you know what I wanted to talk about? Coop, Matthew McConaughey's Coop. Yeah. What a great dad in this movie. What do you he's say a, that? He's just a good dad. He's always there. He's he's. I he's, thought you were being, you're gonna you, you're gonna zig and then zag. And no, like, well, I'm no, being he genuine. For a hundred years. I mean, he did that, but I mean, before abandoning his children for hundreds of years, he you know he backed his kids. He's yep. like, oh, my kids want to go to college, and he's like, you better in, you better let them in college, kind of thing. Yeah. And, and you know, one of Murph is always fighting with the other students because she believes in the real history of the world and not weird moon landing conspiracies and stuff like that. And he's like, you, it's good you fought those kids. You've just someone's gonna be like. Like, well, actually, the moon landing was technically it was faked. People don't often know that. Well, that's more engagement in the comments. So I, I, that's why I did that. On and purpose. also, if you think that we we believe that too, don't we? Mate? We sure do. We're on your side. <laughs> and if you don't believe it, well, you could take this as sarcasm, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either way, buy our merch. 
<laughs> but what is what I also like about that relationship is it's never fully resolved. Like nobody really gets any proper closure. That it's absolutely heartbreaking to me as a father, Mason, yes. when he leaves, mm-hmm. and then when he gets that message, you know, thirty years on when they're the same age, and by the end of the movie, when they finally are reunited, she's got her own family and she's moving yeah, mm-hmm. well past him. She's dying, but she's like, I don't even really need you anymore. For him, it's uh-huh. like weeks. For yeah, her, yeah. it's X number of decades. Yeah, right. So you don't. Yeah, it's it's not. It's a, a real happy meta. Ending. It's a real. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and again, it is a sort of a great metaphor for family and 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 parents and children, and eventually the children grow to a point where maybe they feel they don't need their parents and yeah. stuff like that. And I think that's a great metaphor. But again, it's so sad. It's so sad. Why why you make me feel so sad, Christopher Nolan? Also, when he goes to find Anne Hathaway at the end, we hope you've seen this because otherwise, <laughs> what is this? Uh, how long has she been there for? Mm. Is she dead by now? Well, that's true. I mean, it's it's harder to say with, with Anne Hathaway because in, you know. It's harder to say with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> we're not this is in our Les segment Ma- called It's Harder to Say with Anne Hathaway. We're not in Les Miserables right now, so <laughs> stop that. But like, obviously, you know, in a previous scene in the movie, you you could tell that it's been decades, you know, having seen a, a, one particular character because they've gone a bit bald and they're wearing a bathrobe now. I think he was mostly bald beforehand. I can tell. He's, <laughs> he's got a couple more decades of being bald on him. <laughs> Good, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think my anxiety in a movie mm-hmm. has ever been higher than when they're down on that water planet. Again, for the one person who was still watching this despite having never seen the movie Interstellar. I bet there's more than just, one. Just, you might be a little lost, but here's a way to make you feel even more lost. <laughs> is uh, One planet exists in sort of a uh, black hole relativity well, so if you go mm. down to that planet, every hour you spend on the planet equals seven years yes. uh, for the rest of the universe, effectively. So if you just want to have a bit of a splish splash... That's going to cost you some time, yeah, you know? You, you're going to miss your kids... <laughs> you're going to miss some, some of your kids' birthdays, you that's know? That's right, yeah. I don't understand why when they flew down, they weren't just like, this is all water, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. I don't understand why they landed and looked for anything. Apparently also that wave that they see leaving... Mm-hmm. is the wave that killed the previous person. Like, yeah, right. That's how far the time dilation is kind of stretched. Uh-huh. And you'll notice also there's a there's like a ticking clock sound in the background of this of this scene uh-huh. and every tick represents one day on earth. Oh, so there's really? this sense of like foreboding the entire time and yeah. then when they do get trapped there for at least a few hours. Mm. It's just it's just like what have you done? This is just devastating. Absolute gooses. Yeah. What, what were they going to do down there anyway? Just set up a bunch of trestle tables to stand on. Like, they were the going to set up life? some inflatable flamingos and such, <laughs> and just have, hope that all of humanity's hope, you know, happy to just float around on them, drinking tropical drinks. Yeah, and you would be. Why do they keep getting tricked into going to bullshit planets? I don't know. Matt Damon's there ruining everyone's day. Thanks a bunch, Matt Damon. <laughs> People are like, "What if it's the same character from this character from the one where he went on Mars? What if you play different?" Characters in different <laughs> movies. What, yep. if, I, I what if it's that. what if it's also Jason Bourne? <laughs> what if he's well? Look out! He's got a he's got a he's got to smash your face with a with a pen. <laughs> tell you what. Do you think you age in those cryopods in this future? See, that's another aspect of it that I was just like, ugh. Just imagine being imagine being vacuum frozen like a piece of steak. Love it. I don't think I think you would a little bit, but uh, yeah. So it's like when you do pull out a steak from the fridge that you've had it there for a couple of years. I mean, it's still it's, edible, yeah, but. Not, Do you really want to? No. Mm. So that's that's what happened to Matt Damon. Yeah, just not as Steak edible as you think. Bad. Yeah, but that you'd be like, mm, wouldn't mind a bit of Matt Damon for dinner. He <laughs> is so tender and delicious. And then you take him out of the pot, and you're like, mm, I guess. Didn't buy anything else at the I mean, shop. He's in so. his late forties as well, isn't yeah, he? Right. So he's not uh-huh. going to be at his best. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the score? Because it's big organs all the time. Yes. 
Hans Zimmer uh, was asked by Christopher Nolan to just reinvent, do something new. Because I think after Inception, it was like... Big organs all the time. Big, big, <laughs> because after Inception... James, please. Uh, yes. After Inception and the soundtrack to that, it kind of, it soaked into the consciousness of the public. And wham. Ruined, yeah, wham, and ruined everything. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I so feel, it's a conscious step beyond yes. that, yes. So, but this I feel isn't as this hasn't been copied like at all. No, so absolutely like, not. It's it's meant to be more subtle. I mean, it, yeah, it's meant to be more subtle. I think I like it. I also like if it. If there's one thing I don't like in this movie, though, it's it's very long and slow docking sequences. <laughs> I remember that at the time when I saw it. If I could take something out, it's like a ship spinning while another ship <laughs> comes in to, to That's click, 2001, to baby. Yeah, what That's is it? That's an homage, yeah. one would assume. Yeah, there you go. Uh, getting back to that, that water planet, though, here's a fun fact about the water planet. I'm ready. Although Doyle is presumed drowned, Remember the guy from... Wes Bentley. Wes Bentley. Mm-hmm. Weird beard guy from yes. Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, after being struck by a tidal wave on Miller's planet, his suit appears intact. Remember when they leave and he's just there face down? Uh-huh. Uh, so meaning it's remotely possible that he could have survived the impact and is merely unconscious. Given the extreme time dilation on this planet, a rescue was very possible. Assuming the mission were to be dispatched from Cooper Station orbiting Saturn, it would take only nine hours in relative time for Doyle to be rescued, but over 65 years would have to have passed for the rest of the world. So there you go. So, so in conclusion, I mean, so that, that initially built me some hope of like, oh, that's actually a nice little, nice little button on this movie. Maybe they could go back and rescue hmm. some of the people that they left behind, but then I'm like... 65 years, people probably wouldn't bother. It's too long, isn't it's it? It's a long time. You get down, then you come back up. Your, your daughter hates you and whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't want any More than she did already, yeah. That's right. Casey Affleck is he's not having a good time on the farm. Uh, do you want a fun fact? I know yes, you like of course I like, yes. I've just got the one fun fact. One fun fact. One, just one. Uh, Dr. Kip Thorne uh, won a scientific bet against Stephen Hawking. You love this Dr. Kip Thorne so much. He was so involved in the creative process. I've watched a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, Mason. Get a load of this Kip Thorne stan over here. <laughs> oh, you're, you're Kip Thorne standing so cringe, James. <laughs> but go on. Kip Thorne won a scientific bet against Stephen Hawking using the astrophysics theory that underlies this movie. As a consequence, Hawking had to subscribe to Penthouse magazine for a year. Oh, he had to. If you know anything about Stephen Hawking's personal life, it wouldn't have been much of a stretch for no. him to subscribe to this yeah. magazine. I'm not. I'm not throwing shade. Do what you got to do, man. Right. Live your life. But yeah. I, I, I don't think it was like, oh no, how embarrassing. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Did you know, Mason? One of the most popular videos on my channel is a video explaining this movie from years back. Really? Okay. And people fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it was one of your most popular videos. Sometimes the things that you make that get the most traction aren't your best work. Let's Interesting. All right. Way. So I don't disagree with lot with a lot of that. When you when, <laughs> when you say you explained the movie Interstellar, did you do that using research or did you just sort of wing it? <laughs> I just kind of wung it. <laughs> wung it? Yeah, you wung it. <laughs> And it's that kind of rigorous scientific research that led to whatever happened there. I think my mistake is also I should have answered it in question form to be like dot point. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. It's done. But what I'd love people to do is just go to that video, find a mean comment and just reply, actually, this is a really good video just to make me feel better about this video. Absolutely. Sounds sounds really like a good fun thing to do. Anyway, I like it. Sure, they borrow that paper folding time thing from Event Horizon and other movies. But, you know, it's it's exposition light for the most part, would you say? That's, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I like it. I really like this movie. It's not my favourite of his movies. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, uh, coming back to this, I think for me it held up really well. And I like the tragedy of it. I like the sadness of it. I just like to sit <laughs> in it and go, oh, boo, I feel bad. 
right? Uh, does it affect you more now that you are, in fact, a father? I think so, yeah, definitely. Look, it certainly affects me more in the sense that, you know, I did watch this and go, oh, you know, it's all going to be lost. All the content I've created over the last few years. <laughs> That'll be in your tombstone. It'll scroll. Yeah, I guess it will. Yeah, that's Aliens true. Aliens will come down and go, but really hate this uh, <laughs> interstellar video that he made. <laughs> Anyways, this has been Caravan of Garbage. This has been our Christopher Nolan trilogy. Can you believe we did every Christopher Nolan film? It's a Nolan Palooza, baby. We did it. It's how he would have wanted it. That's it's right. It's how you, the audience, want it. Uh, next week, with the arrival of Milan, we're finally going to put out a Milan video, which we recorded a million years ago. Mm. But if you do want to see that early, which I know a lot of people like to do, you can actually go to bigsandwich.co, sign up. It's only nine bucks a month. You get a bonus podcast. You get early podcasts. You get early videos. We do a comic book club, don't that we? we absolutely we do. We, get, we talk, talk in depth about some comic books. That's right. And of course, audio commentaries. Four movies. It's kind of like a Patreon tier, but also that we control. So Patreon doesn't take a big chunk of our money. We have a Patreon, but get out of here, Patreon. <laughs> We're sick of your business and we don't want it, except we need that too also, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you've got a suggestion for Caravan of Garbage, leave it below. I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. Did you leave a like on this video? Yes. Good. All right, guys, see you next week. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you very soon. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.